action. Welcome to Torn Stubbs, the trash movie podcast with me, Robert Gershenson, photographer and creative director of Trash, which could be found at movetotrash.co.uk. And Joshua Winning, the greatest film critic you've never heard of. And we're going to the movies. Joshua and I have a big old shared film knowledge, but there are always gaps that need to be filled. So in this episode, Joshua has recommended a film that I've not yet seen. For this episode, he's chosen The Dark Crystal, directed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Joshua. Ooh, mystical. <laughs> this music is amazing. It's by Trevor Jones. I love it so much. Anyway, so set on the planet Thra, the Dark Crystal follows Jen, a gelfling, which is just kind of like an elf, um, who goes on a quest to find the Crystal Shard, which is the missing piece of the, the mystical Dark Crystal. I'm going to say mystical a lot this episode, I can tell. When united, the Shard and the Crystal become one, and they will restore order to Thra, which is kind of languished under the rule of the evil Skeksis. Just think, dino birds. Rob. Well, no, you tell me first. Why do you love this movie so much? I <laughs> love this film. This film is one of those films that I watched a hundred times as a kid on my own because nobody else would watch it with me because it was too terrifying, apparently. Um, it's by Jim Henson. So And Frank Oz. And Frank Oz. So Yoda directed yeah. this film co-directed um so kermit and piggy essentially yeah and it's just i just think it's such a great kind of it's a film that's just filled with wonder and amazing human engineering it it's rob's giving me a very cynical eyebrow (laughs) raise at the moment um i just think it's great like the whole world they built everything for this world yeah jim henson wanted to make a film that had no visible human beings in it and so everything is is puppetry and animatronic and crazy, amazing ingenuity. Um, so everything from like the smallest rock to the biggest like rabbit thing on stilts, it's all puppets and and created by human hand. Yeah, I think I think that is an achievement that is phenomenal. Um, I mean, there's only one moment that I th- I think a human being appears and that's when they're in wide shot uh is it jen 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 when when they're in wide shot jen is played by a young actor in a suit yeah because suddenly the puppet can jump and climb but when they're in close-up it's always a puppet so i think i think the look there's a lot going on in this film to to the point and there's so much to this world and there's so much backstory that at the beginning of the film, there's seven minutes of exposition. Just like Lord of the Rings. But whereas Lord of the Rings <laughs> is a, at a minimum, a two and a half hour film, at most, the Peter Cut, uh, the Peter, what's his name? <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter Jackson. There's, there's, you know, his cut is four hours. There's room, there's room for that because it, it breathes. There's, there's, there's room for that epicness to be epic because they're able to let it breathe. Seven minutes of exposition on an hour and well, hour and 30 minute movie, I was like, what, what is going on? Are they reading the film to me? It's very slow. And I understand slow. it's, it's a very slow film. And I understand why it wouldn't engage a child. 
It engaged it barely me engaged, hugely. It barely engaged me, and I am 34, but I look 18. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I believe in that world. Like, it, it, is, it is the most amazing world, and everything has its own physicality, and clearly it's very thought out because certain species move in a certain way and they're different to those species and there's all these different amazing creatures there's a reason they call it the jim henson it used to be called, didn't it used to be called the jim henson creature workshop oh, yeah. before the muppets became the thing and everyone calls it the muppet workshop but it's uh-huh. not it's creature workshop isn't it um so i understand and and get that all these amazing creatures exist and they all have their own world and they all have their own backstory i just feel that there's so much going on that they tried to condense it down into an hour and a half. And because of that, they've tried to squeeze so much in, they don't focus on the most important thing, which is the narrative. There is barely a story here. Barely. There is barely a story. It's a quest movie. But for a film that has so much exposition, I was left with so many unanswered questions. Okay, like, tell me some. I can answer them for you, Rob, don't worry. Well, first of all, I even wrote down, what is the fucking story? The story is trying to unite this kind of fractured, broken world that has fallen apart. It's, It's all about duality. It's about the good and the evil and how there's good and evil in everything and everyone. And then if that balance slips, then all chaos reigns, like with in Thra. So the the Skeksis and the... Uh, the mystics they're so two the hearts the skeksis are the lizard ones yeah and the mystics are, are the hummers the with the many arms. ones yeah 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 right and so if you so they're like two halves of one whole and they've and the only way that order can be restored is for them to unite why well that's just the setup of the world <laughs> but, but why I, I i didn't i didn't get that from what i watched well that's the fundamental of fairy tale <laughs> storytelling is good and evil. But if someone goes in, if someone goes into a film blind, well, they shouldn't be watching the film. But if someone goes in, <laughs> maybe they can use that audio description and stuff like the cat chased the feather. But <laughs> if someone goes into this film not knowing those sort of things, you need to get it from what you're being told by Jim Henson and Frank Oz. And I didn't get that. I knew there was something to do with a, a chip of a crystal. I didn't know if that little one was the dark crystal or if the big one was the dark crystal because it wasn't that dark it was like did you look at the cover of the the dvd when it said the dark crystal there's a big massive purple crystal on it and it's a dark crystal it's not the no i didn't know if i if (laughs) i know like physically it's going to be a dark crystal but is it called dark crystal because it has a particular resonance to like evilness that that part of the story wasn't clear there was another part where the lizard creatures were sapping these munchkin creatures for their energy. That was never explained. I didn't get that. Why was that happening? I felt there was a lot of stuff happening that was like... slowing the film down. At one point, we have this extended thing where the lizard creatures are eating and it's going on a while and then whatever narrative they've decided to adopt picks up again the same with the the sapping of the energy why were they doing that it's kind of playing on the idea of this kind of rampantly destructive monarchy so they're they're all kind of these hideously vain disgusting creatures who are all dressed up in this finery and they enjoy this ridiculously opulent kind of lifestyle 
while leeching the life out of the little people. Like it's it's a great big metaphor for like for for humanity essentially. And this is a kids' film. Yeah, but that's that's the that's what Jim Henson was great at was never talking down to kids. So he mm. wrote this. He wrote this fucking dark, weird fantasy film. He said that it's unhealthy for children never to be afraid. So he, so he's not he's not afraid of of making something that is potentially going to disturb kids. I loved it as a kid. I love it now, um, and it it just doesn't talk down to anybody. Oh, I get that. I get that. Like I grew up on Sesame Street, so I never felt spoken down to <laughs> but it's, it's the same it's the same company tonally it's completely different but the 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 ethos of not talking down to kids is is apparent throughout all of jim henson's work hmm. i just feel this could have been so much better because there's so much backstory and there's so many cool worlds that i would actually be really happy if the jim henson company did a remake and then expanded it to maybe three movies there was like three movies worth of information here well get ready to be happy because netflix are doing a prequel series really they're doing a 10 episode prequel series with muppets yeah all set in this world and they're going to be expanding and exploring this world further so you're going to be right See, there. i would definitely watch that great good. i would absolutely watch that because even at the one hour 22 minute mark of this film there was more exposition and I was thinking, are the Muppets going to come on screen and read the fucking credits to me as well? That's how the story works. They were, they were discovering this world as they went along. Who, the filmmakers? No, the, <laughs> the characters. Look, I get that, that. You must have loved Fizz Gig. Come on. I love who? Fizz Gig. Which one was that? The little dog thing that yapped a lot. Oh yeah, he was cute. He was great. You're he basically, you are Fizz Gig. I'm Fizz Gig. Yeah, you are. But in terms of like a lead character... Jin is bland. Jen. Jen. <laughs> Jen is bland as fuck. I'm I'll give you that. He's he obviously he has no facial expressions because he's a puppet, like yeah. and an old puppet. He is he is boring and he's got a weird farmer's accent. Actually his voice I don't even remember him talking. He was voiced by Jim Henson. He's like oh, was he? oh the crystal shard. Shard that kind of stuff. He but is both dull. of those little elf creatures were really bland. Like why was she able to what's her name? Kaya. Kia? Kaya. Kaya. Why was she able to speak to animals? Kira. Um, because she's a gelfling. And they have these special skills. So why couldn't he do it? He's a gelfling. Because he wasn't raised with the pod people. He was raised, he was raised by the mystics. Yeah, he was raised by them, just singing and stuff. So. When she started, when she was sat in the chair and they were about to sap her energy. And she started like... Kamaleya! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kept thinking, Lionel Richie... <laughs> Kamalea, Kamalea, eh, jumbo, jumbo. <laughs> so it's just it shows how non, like non-engaged I was. I was like, I really want to dance on the ceiling with Lionel Richie rather than watch this movie. Oh, I did think it was like big dick filmmaking. <laughs> where they go, where they go. Look at our fucking muppets! Look how great they are! Look at our puppetry skills! Look, we've created the world, and we've got this puppet and all these ones. We've got some lizards. We've got some armadillos. Look at our big fucking felt cocks! <laughs> and they were so engrossed in creating this world, and so engrossed in making such amazing puppetry, and having them all have this physicality, you know. Uh, 
individual to the to, to their to their their particular species they didn't concentrate on making it quite a clear concise story it doesn't really kick off until about the hour in when the kid goes oh i know what i gotta do i gotta take the fucking shard up to old mount shard castle place <laughs> stick it in the other bit i think that it's it's like a great example of optimistic 80s creativity where filmmaking like fantasy was huge i could list a hundred fantasy films i love from the 80s and it's kind of like people just loved this escapism this sense of optimism um and this is this film does that so well and i don't think it's big muppet dick swinging i think it's more it's more we've got to start the dick swinging we've got to start it now yeah well done for distracting me from what i was gonna say sorry i just think i just think that it was it was people discovering what they were capable of doing within this medium and doing it really fucking well Mm, and they were excited about doing it i think it's an achievement because of that narrative filmmaking is called narrative filmmaking for a reason there has to be a narrative and the narrative is not strong here as a as a basic story it's really weak the kid is the chosen one gets sent on a mission by uncle origono and has the shard doesn't know what he's going to do with the shard one point throws it away little girl goes to get it a minute later then they see on the wall actually it was really cute when they go oh these are these are written words i've heard these are words that remain yeah. that was like i was like fuck yeah yeah it's cute. fuck yeah that's really good what yeah. a wonderful way to put you know to 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 label words but he reads it there then he has to go to castle grayscale and chuck it in the bloody (laughs) mirror thing or whatever it is the big crystal i think you should watch it again because i'd be really hard pressed to watch it again it's all seeded i think maybe it was just you were just overwhelmed rob i think that actually there was just so much that you couldn't you didn't know what to focus on and actually i don't think they knew what to focus on i maybe because i know the story so well i i know i know it's a quest film i know it's about uniting the shards i know it's about good versus evil and how those two parts are actually two parts of this of a whole and i think that i i disagree that the narrative is weak i think i think that it it's great (laughs) (laughs) i think this film is really good Five stars, Joshua, yeah. which I was winning. The the Muppet who could take her eye out and like look around and stuff Orgra. and then put it back in. She reminded me of Faye Dunaway in Supergirl. She's so good. Smells like Gulfling. Looks like Gulfling. And the other ones, the lizards, what are they called? Skechies. Skeksis. Skeksis. Yeah. They reminded me of Angelica Houston in The Witches. <laughs> All these films that I love. Maybe that's why this film is so important to me. It just unites so many different things. How old were you when you first watched it? Are we talking like Young Young? I found this in my local video shop and it wasn't like a chain. It was a proper little like corner, like an old house that had been converted into a video shop. Like a mum and dad shop. Yeah. So I used to go in there and rent all these fantasy videos. And this was the one I used to get out all the time. And it used to terrify me, but I loved that it terrified me. I can can completely believe that it would terrify a child if it's able to hook him in. Like I can't imagine that the eight-year-old that we've got in, in, in my family, I can't imagine him sitting down to watch this. Why didn't you watch it with him? Oh, I don't watch films with him. Oh, he, he would have loved he it. He, to put it into context, he was what, who's that guy who just got kicked off YouTube for putting a dead Japanese guy in his YouTube video? Oh, I don't know. That uh, Logan guy. He's like a, a YouTube vlogger with like millions and millions of followers. Just been kicked off YouTube. He watches his videos. That's what kids are watching these days. Quick, 10 minute videos, five minute videos, boom, 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 edited like like Michael Bay on speed. <laughs> I don't think this film would engage 
kids now. So I wonder this new Netflix show, if it's going to be tonally, if it's going to be different, if maybe it's going to be lighter. Because this isn't a light film. It's, it's really, it's the complete antithesis to The Muppets. The Muppets mm. are very fourth wall breaking, very um, jovial, very charismatic. There wasn't, there wasn't that much in terms of that in the dark crystal it's quite doom and gloom and yeah and it's quite heavy heavy but also when they can't have a, a charismatic character they seem to default to bland like jen 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 and jen jen and the the girl Kira. i mean i'm assuming they're, they're male and female I, I picked that up i don't know if that's what you're meant to feel it seems that way it seems that way yeah, yeah. um how did she come back to life? Her stabbing was brutal, by the way. But how did they come back? How did she come back to life? Yeah, the stabbing is pretty shocking. Because um, it's this fucking kid. He thing. holds, he holds her to him, and she feels his love, and uh, she comes back to life. Because that's realistic. <laughs> so his love is so great, he can bring people back. Is that a one-time deal? Probably. I can. Yeah. Because they're meant to be together. Because they're both girlflings. <laughs> why was there no sequel ever made they tried the they tried for so long to make a sequel they got close then they didn't make it but for what um, reason because there's there's more than enough story there i just think they couldn't really settle on a story and then oh, they like couldn't then they couldn't get the backing and then there was this there was going to be a sequel called the power of the dark crystal yeah and it would have been about um jen and kira being older and kind of the em- emperor now empress over this castle and then a girl from like the flame world in the center of the planet comes up to comes up for help because the planet's dying and they actually turned it into a, a comic but um, it wasn't actually very good so i didn't read all of it um it's the flame people is that you know when the the like the door kept opening and then mm. they that's how they were sapping the power yeah maybe is that where the dark crystal was it was hanging over that great long shaft and what was the deal with the oh, what was the deal with the three sons at one point that was a great conjun- conjunction Right, because until the end, I didn't realise that it was three suns as in fiery balls in the sky. I thought it was three suns uh, as in, hi, dad, I'm your son. But Augra had also that... Your son. I'm also your son. Augra had that enormous thing that had all the planets and stuff. So she was obviously talking about planets. That thing with like the moving metal thing? Yeah. I, I didn't know what that was. That I was just the universe. Was, I just thought that was a, a thing. Cause You're not listening like, to what she was saying? It looked like something at Disneyland. There's something similar they to that. They should have that at Disneyland. Well, there is, there is. There's something similar to that in Disneyland Paris in like Discoveryland or future area. Oh, amazing. Um, have you ever been? No. Oh, okay. Maybe well, if I you will. Go to the, if you see the castle, turn right. Um, and I don't mean that <laughs> flippantly. I mean, literally, if you see the castle, it's the land on the right. Yeah. And they have this, it's opposite Buzz, the Buzz Lightyear ride and, and the ride with all the cars. It looks just like that. Hmm. So I didn't see it as planets. I just thought, oh, it's a like a steampunk kind of construct thing. I wanted to like this movie. Oh. I really, really did because I really do. Like I watched the, the new Muppets movie recently, Muppets Most Wanted. Uh-huh. Loved it. I didn't like that film. Loved it. But it just made me think the Jim Henson company still has it. You don't necessarily need Jim Henson. They died, what, 25 years ago. Yeah his like Walt Disney the legacy and the ethos can live on I just wanted to like this more than I actually did I think maybe you need to watch it again I stand by that you can borrow it again if you want I've got so many other films to watch Joshua oh, but you I feel like when's the series coming out 
it's not been not been announced yet, but they're, they're making it at the moment. Okay, so. so maybe I will, I will watch it again mm-hmm. closer to that. Yeah, that series coming on Netflix, so I can kind of roll on from the film into that. Yeah, I'm sure it will be a complete shot going from 80s Muppets yeah. to new Muppets. I am nervous about the series because I know they are using all the puppets and stuff. There's like one shot in the trailer for the for the series where there's oh, a, is there a trailer for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just basically the trailer is just kind of looking back at the old film, all the all the concept art, and then the final shot is a new shot of a sketch. Oh, so it's more like a press kit, kind of. Yeah, but I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous about. Obviously, I I saw this film as a kid, and and when you watch a film as a kid, when you rewatch it as a grown up, as I have like basically every year for the last twenty years of my life, you do. It's more of an emotional thing than a yeah. than an actual unbiased feeling about something but could you separate it like could you can you like people have to sometimes you know when they they watch the first when they watch the star wars prequels they go this is not my star wars but i will ignore it yeah i i I kind of ignore the watchman prequels in the comics Uh i just read watchman yeah i I don't i don't watch the star wars prequels (laughs) but could when when this new series comes out are you going to go into it with the mindset of this is the new generation's dark crystal i would yeah. ignore it if i have to i think i probably will yeah and if i don't like it i won't hold that against them i'll, I'll just think well i'll stick with my movie because it's happening more and more where yeah you know successful ips are being picked up and we're getting prequels and we're getting sequels so it's, it's becoming a thing that people are having to do this like i'm pretty sure there's people out there who didn't like Blade Runner 2049 mm. whereas I much much prefer Blade Runner 2049 over the original okay but I never grew up on Blade Runner but I know I never I know, grew up on Dark Crystal yeah but I do know people who love Blade Runner and they also love the sequel so I don't know maybe that's that's a slightly different one I'd be interested in seeing a, a, a book of concept art from dark crystal because oh, i, I have was one really... right here have you i literally have it on my shelf oh i'll have a look um it's stuffed full of stuff it, and it's like stuff you, full of stuff yeah it's stuffed <laughs> full of stuff and like what you saw on screen is probably about two percent of all the stuff they actually created and that's film. the problem that's the problem because there's so much but, but they didn't know world. but they didn't know which to focus on they did they focus on the gelflings getting the shard to the crystal after seven minutes of exposition and more hour 22 minutes um it was a good like the designs it was a great looking movie i thought that was just from the mind of of just such a creative creative mind what a wonderful world to explore as filmmakers and puppet makers and art you know the art department what an amazing year or two that must have been working on that film yeah and it's a tragedy that he didn't really get to make so he did dark crystal he did labyrinth in 86 that was a huge flop in cinemas and basically kind of broke his heart. What, Labyrinth? Yeah. What's, was he, was the company hired to do the Muppets on that or was that a in-house creation? Was it written by him? Who? He, he so Dark Crystal and Labyrinth are Jim Henson's ideas. Okay. They're I didn't all, know if Labyrinth was. Yeah, yeah, they're his ideas. I haven't he, seen that in He years. hired other people to, to maybe write the script and yeah. work on that kind okay. of stuff. But he's the, he's the originator. But they are his ideas. And it's just such a tragedy that he kind of wasn't appreciated in his time. Hmm. And and now he's gone. And, and you just think, 
what else could we have had from from Jim Henson? You know, there's so much creativity in just those two films. Are those the only two non Muppet movies? I think yeah, non Sesame Street stuff. Like yeah, yeah, cutesy, cutesy felt. Pretty much, as opposed to the the like evil creatures. Yeah, no, that that's pretty much those two kind of great fairy. These <sighs> these are great fairy tales. That's a shame. They're grim fairy tales, which is, yeah, they really are. Yeah, and it's like no grim in both senses of the word. <laughs> right, but I mean the the nearest we've really had, but not really, is Guillermo del Toro, who is sim- yeah. who similarly loves kind of clockwork precision and creativity and worlds and all that kind of stuff. So Pan's Labyrinth is probably the closest thing to the Dark Crystal that we've had since Jim Henson. Yeah. I would say. That world creation. Yeah. And I just don't think that's alive really in, in many filmmakers these days. Well, maybe it's alive. It's just they just don't have the opportunity because people are too busy funding new Star Wars films. Yeah. And new Blade Runner films. Yeah. People have been given a chance. but th- But there's that kind of childlike wonder and and enthusiasm for just crazy batshit crazy ideas yeah that Guillermo del Toro and Jim Henson both have slash had and I just like maybe you know J.J. Abrams is kind of a a big fanboy as well but there aren't really I can't think of that many people who are making really great genre stuff who are kind of just kind of like childlike wonder just pours out of them you know I think you're right there Maybe it is only... Everyone's so cynical these days, including me, and I hate it. Welcome to the post-9-11 world, Joshua. Yeah. Pull up a seat. It won't be yours for too long. Because Kira's going to be in it, bleeding out. Who? Kira. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For God's sake. (laughs) Why did did the... When she stabbed the the vulture... The Skeksis. The Skeksi. Why did... Why did then the armadillo bleed up on the hill they took so long to walk up that hill why did the armadillo then start bleeding on you the just hill? missed the entire point of this film because <laughs> they're the they're two halves of one whole but why that one because each skeck for each skexis there's there is a mystic is that explained yes each one is is a pair for the other. So they have equal numbers on equal sides. Yeah, on so the, then one side. dies, the other one dies. Just immediately without... Well, you saw that happen when he fell down into the big shaft thing and he burned up. I'm going to have to watch And then there again. was that like big symbol crash and the guy disappeared off the hill, the mystic guy. They're all linked. It's all about duality. Okay, I'm going to have to re- re-watch this film. Why did they all turn into tree ghosts at the end? Well, that's supposedly what they were before the, the shard, the crystal split. And why did the crystal split? Something bad happened. Which was? Well, I'm not really, actually, I'm not entirely sure. Oh. I know that there was in the, isn't there a vision that Kira has where a Skeksis like hammers the crystal and it splits? But then why would the Skeksis be there if they were meant to be part of the mystics? And the, I don't know. I liked it when they first met, they touched and they like saw each other's dreams. Mm. That was quite sweet. Because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, maybe these two are meant to be together but they're the last gelflings maybe they're brother and sister well maybe but what have you got to do to propagate the race (laughs) right (laughs) so that was dark crystal directed by jim henson and frank oz we want you to join the conversation tweet us your thoughts and your reviews to at torn stubs pod even if you're listening to this way after we've released the podcast and let's keep the conversation going we love a five-star rating so jump onto podcasts app on your phone and give us a five-star rating, yeah? We're off to play with a fucking crystal. Until next time, I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning. Cut! <laughs>